When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We would be honored if you would join us. Hey guys, how's it going? So, in episode 3 of The Bad Batch, Nala Se reveals that Jango Fett's DNA is no longer as usable as it once was. Now this, in my opinion, is due to the years of constant cloning and use, most likely cloning off of cloned cells, so like a photocopy of a photocopy of a photocopy, or the cells just aren't as saturated as they once were between the Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, when they were making the Republic's army. Now you may ask, why do they keep using Jango's DNA? What's so special about him? He's just a man. Well. For a more detailed explanation, go read the comic Jango Fett Open Seasons. In there, it shows Dooku while he was a Jedi, and we observe his point of view as he sees Jango killing several Jedi with his bare hands. His combat was immaculate. His reflexes were perfect. It was this moment that Dooku never forgot about Jango, and when it came time to get a template for cloning once he had joined forces with Darth Sidious, he suggested Jango Fett and he was the epitome of Jedi-killing DNA, so it only made sense. Someone with his stature, reflexes, biochemistry, and abilities would be unstoppable as an army of millions. The only thing they would have to do would be to train the Jango clones the same way that Jango himself was trained, and the way they did that was by using Jango's training protocols. So essentially, all clone troopers in a roundabout sort of way were trained by Jango Fett, his methods and theory of combat and fighting, at least. Boba Fett got his knowledge firsthand, and this was Jango Fett's whole point with Boba. That's why he wanted an unaltered clone, so that he would pass on everything that he knew to his son, so to speak, who would continue his legacy, which is exactly what he's doing as we see now in The Mandalorian. Now, with Jango being dead, they can't just take samples of his DNA anymore, so the fixed samples that they do have are running out, as they have been experimented on so many times and duplicated by the millions that they no longer are created as efficient of clones. They are now getting more watered down Django, if we think of it like that, and if they keep using that old DNA source. So they must move on to something new, something better, and this would be the mutated clones, Omega. Crosshair, Hunter, Wrecker, and Tech. Or should I say, Omega. And maybe they'll try to infuse them with some sort of force essence, which is very hard to do. They tried to use Master Sifo force-sensitive blood in Grievous, but force sensitivity doesn't work that way, as your cells must have a high enough midichlorian count to even be trained, in which then your abilities are limited by your maximum potential. For example, if Palpatine reached his maximum potential near Return of the Jedi, 
and Anakin hadn't lost to Obi-Wan, and he was still in his full organic body, then he would have exceeded Palpatine's powers by 200%, according to George Lucas, at his prime, despite being so much younger. Another case in point is Anakin and Obi-Wan were evenly matched, pretty much, while Obi-Wan was much older. Anakin's threshold was higher. The same goes for creating Force-sensitive clones. You must clone someone powerful first, so that they have room for that Force power to grow, so that they can handle that, in my opinion. Now, in the game Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast, the Empire was meddling with kyber crystals and organic tissue, organic beings, trying to imbue the Force with non-Force sensitives, which, as we saw in The Force Unleashed, is a daunting task that took Vader a long time with unlimited resources and endless trial and error. Many of the Starkiller clones came out with defects. Either he didn't have the Force, or if he did, he was suffering from many psychotic episodes. I think Jango's DNA is perfect for killing Jedi, but at this point, they need to find the next candidate if they want to keep working with the Empire, something that's going to wow them. So either Boba Fett or Clone Force 99 will do, unless they create some abomination and splice genes to make some monstrosity of a being like Snoke. Now my question is going forwards is, while Jango's is the epitome of DNA that they want to use for the clone army and for the new empire, let's say, while they used it in the time of the Republic, I feel like Jango's DNA at this point with newer technology could be altered in itself. So while they may be using this DNA that isn't as potent as it once was or saturated as it once was and is now watered down, maybe they can take the DNA of other beings, perhaps other force sensitives like the Jedi that we saw that died at the very beginning of episode one and maybe try to put their DNA or essence and mix it with Jango's. And this would give some sort of a force sensitive Jango Fett clone which I think is maybe what they did with Omega, or Omega. Let me know what you guys think about this Jango Fett cloning thing that they're trying to do. What do you think Phase 3 is really all about? And if you haven't checked out yesterday's video about what I think Phase 3 is, go check it out. But in this video, I wanted to give you a rundown of why Jango's DNA is being used so much, why he's so important, and the backstory, the, the brief backstory with Dooku seeing Jango Fett in the Jango Fett comic book Open Seasons. It's really a fantastic backstory on Jango. It goes through literally his whole life. So from when he was a little kid to the point where he was the ruler of Mandalore. And that's right, he was. If you didn't know that, you gotta check that comic book out. Or you can catch my other videos about Jango Fett, how Jango Fett became a Mandalorian, and all these different kinds of videos that I've done. Top 10 facts about... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. A Django Fett is another good one you may enjoy. But essentially, Django is the creme de la creme of Mandalorians. He's the creme de la creme of fighters that kill Jedi. Killing a Jedi was something that only a Sith could really do, or something only another Jedi could do. 
but for a mere man, a mere Mandalorian to be able to do such a thing, and multiple times, was a feat that wasn't so explainable in the galaxy. It was something that didn't make much sense to people. And this was one reason why Jango Fett was so feared in the galaxy, it was not because he was just one of the best bounty hunters around, that he always got the job done, and he was cold and callous and ruthless, and had an arsenal of weapons, but it was because of his abilities to kill Jedi. He knew exactly where to strike, he knew how to shoot them, he knew which weapons would throw them off guard and not let himself be susceptible to their force abilities and their lightsaber. Now if we look at this scene from Attack of the Clones where he's shooting at Coleman Trebor, a lot of people might think, well, why didn't Coleman just, you know, block these? He did, but Django so precisely is shooting these shots in all of these specific areas and he knows what areas to shoot at, and he may have even figured out Coleman's weaknesses by his stance, by his stature, by his species. He was a very, very smart being. He knew a lot of things. He was kind of like Batman. And this is why he shoots here and here and here, and then finally, when Coleman is open, which Django opened that opening for himself, he lands the finishing shot. This is another reason why he tried to grab his blaster when he was up against Mace Windu, because he knew where to fire. But the only problem with Mace Windu is that he's extremely overpowered and he has Shatterpoint. And Shatterpoint is essentially where you can see the weakest point of a person or even a situation and know how to break it and how to defeat it. So Mace Windu is just kind of just too strong at that point. It's not really fair. But I do believe if Jango Fett did have his jetpack working, he would have made more of an effort in that situation and definitely either gotten away or not met the demise that he had, which left Boba Fett scarred and wanting revenge against the Jedi, which I believe may be a possible way for Boba to come back now and give some of his DNA to Nala Se and Lamasu to be able to create a new cloning facility, a new phase three clone perhaps, and for them to tinker with his DNA as it's the closest thing to Jango Fett possible. It's an unaltered DNA clone of Jango Fett. So this is their best bet. And if they really wanna go back to basics with Jango's DNA, they should get Boba. Otherwise, I think that they're going to just use the Bad Batch or use one of them. Or heck, they're just going to create some force-sensitive being like Starkiller and it's going to be really, really rad. But I don't know if that'll happen. I don't know if, if Lucasfilm's crazy enough to make that a possibility anymore. I think Starkiller is just way too overpowered. He's he's just next level, something, something else. It was said that apparently Luke Skywalker, had he trained under Vader, would have been exactly as powerful as Starkiller. Or Starkiller is essentially showcasing Luke's powers had Luke trained with Vader in the same scenario and situation. Let me know what you guys think about everything that I dropped in this video, all the info, and please go check out the comic yourself, Django Fett, Open Seasons. It is really a cool backstory uh, with Jaster Mareel and Mandalore and all that stuff, so go check it out, and Death Watch. <laughs> so thank you for watching today's video. I hope you're all having a great day. I will see you in the next one, and until then, remember, the Force will be with you, always.